What up? It's your boy, Ilwin. You are now listening to the No Tea, No Shade Show. We got a jam-packed show for you. But first, you know we had to get into the fire tunes, right? Tap in with your boy. Let's go! Me and my partners on the radio is super live. Cranking up the tunes, they gon' bang us on the east side. First I play the jam, so you turn up, Illy, get it lit. When it hit the speakers, if you twerking, boo, don't quit. Hold up to the club real slow, with the lights off. Dancing on the table, if you sweating, take your top off. Brothers at the bar, sipping, passing that Hennessy. All she want for her birthday is goose egg. How you figure? I ain't pimping, they be jocking me. I ball hard, they wanna kick it like a soccer team. Like a pose, getting cheese, they ain't stopping me. Step out fresh, haters press, cause the team. Shade Show. Now let's get this thing started. Hello and welcome to the No Tea No Shade Show. I'm your host, Weary of the Motherfucking World, and that's on Solange Knows. The No Tea No Shade program is a culturally diverse LGBTQ plus music entertainment show with interviews and informative conversations. Yes. And I am here with two other fabulous hosts, Aqua Bree and Jay Fats. How y'all doing? I am doing so well. Happy to be here with my people. Happy to be here as well. How is y'all weeks going? Well, I can say the week has been going okay. Got one more day, and then I get to be off for the next two days. So let's continue to push through. You know it. <laughs> My week is cool, actually. I don't have a lot of complaints. I, I'm just being grateful and trying to stay in the positive mindset because, you know, I know seasonal depression and, you know, seasons is changing. So things is kicking in. So just staying positive. How was your week, Ilwin? My week is affected by the seasons changing if i'm being real um i think i'm experiencing seasonal depression i'm having a like some mental health days but i'm pushing through um uh and we're gonna get through this week we gonna get through it okay so i guess we could just hop into queer excellence and say their name coleman domingo to play Gay civil rights icon, Barnyard Rustin and Biopic. Fresh off his role of Candyman, advocate cover star Coleman Domingo is stepping to his role of gay civil rights leader, Barnyard Rustin. I think this is so fucking dope. Like, shout out to Coleman Domingo. Um, if you don't know, Barnyard Rustin made, he organized the march to Washington, the capital, uh, for Dr. King. And a lot of people don't know his story. So I think this should be really cool to see somebody playing him and educating the people on the history this man has made for all Black people. 
Yes, yes, definitely. We got to show love. And I'm, I'm loving the fact that his story is actually able to get told on the big screen and actually be able to sing. And, you know, this is going to definitely open a lot of eyes and having more of our reputation, representation being able to be shown on the big screen. So definitely shout outs to you, man. Continue doing what you're doing. Yes, I definitely agree with both of you. I feel like this film is something that is influential and is something important to be seen and acknowledged in this time of history, actually, like where we are in the world. So I do feel like it's going to push a lot of change. It's going to spark a lot of conversations. Excuse me. So I'm definitely happy um, to see this man pushing and just being proactive and living in truth and it's very inspiring so shout out to you again um i can't remember how to pronounce his name but mr domingo Mm -hmm. um yes so shout out to you again and i'm very very proud of you and you're doing it for the culture and shout out to all of the other black actors and actresses that are also going to be featured in this film as well so Congratulations. Yes, the song Barnyard Rustin. He really made strides. If he ain't helped Dr. King, will we even have rights? I don't think so. So shout out to that. Uh, I'm really excited to see it. Now it's time for the say the name portion. Taya Ashton. A 20-year-old Black transgender woman was killed in Sutherland Prince George County, Maryland, on July 17th. According to social media, friends and family held a visual and balloon release for Taya. Taya was just beginning her life, a life that she deserved to live to the fullest, said Lindsay Clark, HRC's Associate Director of Transgender Justice Initiative. Black transgender women continue to be killed in this country. This violence is unacceptable. Taya Ashton. Say their name. Adeline Evans. A 24-year-old Black transgender woman was found dead in March in Port Arthur, Texas. Initially investigated as suspicious as of July her death is being investigated as a homicide. Adeline was originally from Beaumont, Texas, and had recently spent time in Port Arthur. Beaumont and Houston, nobody, no parent should have to go through this, said Louis Balquet, Adeline's grandmother, in March. You will always be in my heart. Sadly, not much is currently known about Adeline's life. Adeline Evans. Say their name. Rest in peace to those who lost their life due to tragic violence. Yes, definitely. Much prayers goes to the families of the ones who have lost, especially to the trans community. I know there's a lot that's going on right now. 
and there's rights that are definitely trying to get enforced. So definitely much love to y'all at this present time. So to lighten things up, we're going to hop into the tea room. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so it's some Netflix shows that are really good. We're big Netflix fans here at No Tino Shade, and we wanted to have some conversations with y'all about some of the shows that we've been binging and getting into and that we think are fascinating and interesting. So the first show we're going to be talking about is Squid Games. Ooh, child. How y'all feel about Squid Games? Oh my gosh. First of all, it gave me a lot of anxiety, but it was like in a good way. But it was it was definitely interesting to say the least. Um it was something that you have to watch with an open mind for sure. So, um, I know I would never look at red light, green light the same ever again. Yeah, like I know Simon says, no, uh, what was it? Freeze tag, or it was just freeze? It was red light, green light. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was some was um, Asian games as and well. I like know the, sugar. the actual Squid Game was demonic. Yes. Yes. Like that's what y'all doing over in Korea. Um. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. <clears throat> I just think that they like heavily, like militia, like over there. So like even seeing something like that, like just for general people like for them to be tricked into a game like that makes me feel like that could really happen with them living on the street just so easily like they all those people went there voluntarily though that that was the gag for me yes Yes. that's true wanted to pay off their debts and they had a choice to leave or stay Mm -hmm. and they chose to play the game and they did go back though yes they did Mm -hmm. But they were also preyed on. After they left the first time, they could have stayed. Because mm-hmm. y'all remember, they could have stayed away. Because y'all remember when half of them came back, they did send people out to look for them and all that shit. But y'all could have still been in debt and still alive. Fuck that. I'm going to stay in this debt. I'm not about to play this game. I'm so sorry. Man. I don't even know how we got here. I'll go sell a kidney before I sit here and let y'all dictate if I'm going to live and survive. Not this fat motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got me fucked up. I, I wouldn't be playing that game to begin with when that man came through with the cards or the envelopes and he was throwing them on the ground and said he could smack me. Hell no, you can't put your hands on me. The answer okay. is no. I would have been beat his ass for real. Like, I would have forgot about the money at this point. Like, that don't even matter. You disrespecting me at this point. I don't even care. But 
I feel like that's why I said that they were preyed on because they knew that these, they saw these people and they knew whether if they knew like, you know, their personal information. I, I know that they did, but it's like they knew the positions that these people were in and they used that to their advantage and against them. So I don't know. It's just really interesting. Something else that really got me was when the rich people were betting on them like they were animals. I feel like that was a full circle moment because at the beginning of the series, uh, the lead character was betting on horses. And then he had motherfuckers betting on his life. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yes, I didn't even fucking put that two to two together. Come the on, irony. enlighten me. <laughs> yes, it was a lot of moments like that in that film, like or a series. It it was just yes. a lot. A lot That was like Kill Bill volume <laughs> uh, 29. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. You feel me? We just went to to the 29. Okay. Insane. So, do you think there was a message in Squid Games? Like, what was the takeaway for y'all? Do you think there was, like, some subliminal message that they were trying to convey? I do. I do, too. For me, it just showed how people can become desperate in desperate situations. And it just lets you know that everything... On the other side, how, how does that saying go? Um, everything ain't always good. Or the grass green. ain't always greener. Always green on the other side. Boom. And, that, and it's the truth. Like, you want to sit here and you want to get out of debt, but you want to take the fast route to get there. Well, this is what you're going to have to do to get through here. Hell no, that was too cutthroat for me. I'm sorry. That was my takeaway. I'm just... I'm lost from that. I feel that. I definitely feel like the message is that and also like all money and good money, you know? So it's just crazy to see what, you know, the money, like seeing these people, like when when somebody passed away, the money would just fall into the pot, like into the pot in the sky, like, that was insane to see like they became a number in there like they just became a dollar sign and at the end of the day it was a game yes but it was it took like humanity away and completely out of it so I don't know just to see how people lost their morals their cognition to from right and wrong was just like wow I mean Money is this important to you that you would lose yourself, that you would do anything, even killing someone and not even thinking that anything is wrong with it just because it's a game. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Like all games ain't worth the play. So, yep. Uh, I agree with both of y'all. Y'all said some really insightful things. For me, this is not really a takeaway, but just how those crooked 
people in the game was selling body parts on the black market. That was something that really stood out to me because I just know stuff like that is real. And it was just the conspiracy theory side of me just made me think of what's happening to these missing people, these human sex trafficked people, these people Mm -hmm. that come up missing and stuff. Like what's really happening to them? So that's kind of, it's not really a takeaway, but it just made me think in depth about society and the things that society is plagued with. And like y'all said, desperation and the value of money, how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yes. Um, Another Netflix movie that we all got a chance to watch was I care a lot. (laughs) Whole scam queen, bitch. That is the real scammer. Joey the scammer. There she go. Broad daylight. (laughs) She's a Caucasian woman. A real Caucasian woman. Bitch. Rune flesh. How do you start this off about this woman? This woman really knew how to scam the system, like real talk. But it really shows you like how karma can really fuck you up. Karma is the bitch, and that bitch will come back and get you. Don't think it's over. She gonna get you one way or another. And when I say I'm like, this Caucasian woman really just did this shit. And ain't nobody, ain't nobody listening to this. This man that's in here and take this bitch to court. Ain't nobody trying to go, let's go do a wellness check here. Why is this man saying that he can't see his mom? Then when she got into the with the shit with the mafia, it was just like, damn, bitch, this is a lot. And she didn't give a fuck, though. She didn't give no fucks. <laughs> that bitch was heartless. She, Like you said, she gave no fucks. She was about the bag. She was taking the <laughs> Hydra grannies. Cause she coming for grandpa's, yeah, okay. Grandpa's, like they had checked to her. She about the barking, period. Per. Yes. It was intense though. Like she was really aggressive in the way that she went about getting getting these coins up off these old people. It was like watching it is kind of crazy, but when you still watching it, you know she crazy. Like, this this bitch is crazy. Is hell thinking this money is hers. Like, she worked hard for it. Like, she clocked in and went to work her whole life, her 65 plus years of her natural born life that she wasn't even old enough at. And she just felt so entitled. And I feel like watching this was very um what's the word I'm looking for insightful to the karenness of white women because it's like you really be you really feel like just because somebody got something or just because it's not yours or you know of or it's bothering you like whatever it is in your mind the idea the expression the thought whatever it is that you have to turn it into an action and it's evil and a whole bunch of evil actions to 
steal fuel off the first one. It was just, I couldn't believe she went so hard, even when she went and got them diamonds. And then he found out and she was just like, yeah, it's still mine though. Like, <laughs> wow, you know, but you know, I was really rooting for Mama to escape. She got right up to that little car. <laughs> And I was like, God damn, mama, you was right there. Fuck her. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> she had that little, she had the little boot on. She was gone. She was trying to get her. Man, she just had to come mess up the day. But in the end, like your uh, like J Fast said, it, karma was real. And it came back around on her and you just can't be doing no stuff like that and don't think that your actions won't be accounted for. Like, it's it's going to happen. Maybe not today or tomorrow. Like, she had time to be successful in between all of that. And no, I don't know how much time had passed, like years or whatever, but he still came back. It was like my mama died. I didn't forget. Bow! But, you know, hey, it was a good movie. <laughs> Yes, I feel like it was uh, a commentary, too, on wealth in America. A lot of wealth is made on the backs of other people. Really wealthy people really fuck people over. And I feel like it was saying that, too, in the movie. Because at the beginning, she was talking about the two types of people in life, the prey and the predator, and she's a lioness. They got capped. That you work. She said, if you think you work hard, then you already failed. Like, girl, uh, ain't you working hard to scam and to <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you could apply all of this knowledge to something else. Like, like, even when you went so hard to kidnap that man's mother, he said, let's go to business for you. Kill me. And you like something. else. <laughs> I just. Ooh, you know. It's so much that you can say about that movie. Okay. Oh, um, okay. So this part, I, I have to just throw this out here. How did this woman make it in time after almost getting killed to make it back to her place to save her girlfriend before the fucking apartment blowed up? White privilege. Can somebody explain this to me? How did she not have to suffer for that? That should have been karma right there. Right there, that should have been even some bad ass bitch. Now your motherfucking goddamn girlfriend is about to die. Oh, she deserves it. I'm not going to lie. She deserved it. But she made it there in time. Cut the gas off and everything. Like, bitch, what? What I wanted to know was, how big is this bitch lungs? Like... She was underwater. <laughs> she was underwater eight damn minutes. No, she didn't have no oxygen to the brain. She didn't had drugs. She was drugged. She was beat. Like, is she st- like James? Like, oh my gosh, I just she was I don't understand. The how? How? You can't stop a white woman with a plan. Literally, who is scamming for life? like on somebody else's life like oh this is so unfortunate (laughs) at so many points in the movie i wanted her to die 
I thought I was the only one. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, they got her. Damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. This, okay. I got to say. This shit was funny, though. This was comedic. When I go punch that bitch in her fucking mouth. Oh, he pushed her, ah! her hard as hell in her nose, like, boom. And she just took it. She, oh. She came back like, so? Oh, bitch, what? That bitch had nine lives. She, bruh, she had 12. Fuck that. She was like a um, a roach that you try to stump out that just won't go. They lived two weeks without a head, bro. That was her. I <laughs> that was. That was her. Oh my gosh, she survived Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombing. I'm convinced. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. She was there and lived through it. Mm-hmm. Well. That was a really interesting movie. And also another program on Netflix is The Circle. And we're all Team K. Yes. Yes, Team K. I hope she wins. I am enjoying The Circle. I feel like this season is probably one of my favorite seasons. I've been watching it, like, you feel me, since the beginning. But I guess y'all haven't finished watching it because I have, so I already know who won. So I don't want to say too much. Oh, yeah. Um, no spoilers. Well, you know, I'm going to quit talking because I don't know where you at. Man, I'm sorry. I love The Circle. Like, I fucking love The Circle. We've been watching The Circle since day one, and... It's interesting. It's really interesting how you can see sometimes people can be really conniving. Like this season is one of the best seasons so far. But Nick is conniving as fucking he is really threatened by Kay. Yes. So intimidated. Oh. It get on my nerves. Like it made me want to punch his ass through the screen. Like back up. Some of my favorite players were that was on the this season. I liked Daniel. I think that's his name. The Virgin Boy. Yes. I liked Roxana. Roxana. Yes. Yes, Rox- Roxana. Yep. I loved her personality. Or was it Roxana? Ro- Roxana. I I think you said it. Roxana. Yeah, Roxana. Yeah, I, I I liked her a lot. Um, She's extremely dope. Mm-hmm. Calvin, they got him off. He had a really good personality. He was cool. He was, I felt like he was doing too much, but he still was cool. Yeah, and he got killed in that rap battle. I was disappointed about that. By <laughs> Big Daddy Nick. <laughs> what? Nick is probably my least favorite. I second that notion. I just I third. But like y'all said, it is a very conniving game. It's interesting how they be getting real people out and then convincing people that they catfish. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's a um a fun game. It reminds me of like a virtual big brother, but not really. I I 
I think it's a really interesting, good reality show. Yeah, it is. Did y'all see the Michelle? Oh yeah, is that the um where it was two Michelles and they? Yes, that was so. <laughs> yeah. That was foul. I felt so bad. Me too. Like how the catfish, like oh my gosh, Mm-mm-mm. sweetie, I love <laughs> you, honey, sugar plump. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. Um, hopefully one day we will see Jay Fats on that show winning the money. You know I'm trying. I'm trying. I want to get on Big Brother or um Yes, Big Brother. Jay I want to be on the circle. Big Brother. Aqua Bree on the circle. Yes, <laughs> I can see you on the circle. That is such your alley. It is. Like, I don't have to see you. I'm cool. Um, A dream reality show for me would be Rhythm and Flow. I don't know if they still do that show, but I would love to be on Rhythm and Flow. I can definitely see you do that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can see that. And you would do very well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So, in other news, new Superman comes out as bisexual, kisses male love interests. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's a refreshing modern take on a classic superhero. DC Comics announced Monday that its new Superman will come out as bisexual in the upcoming issue, Superman, Son of Kyle. Number five by writer Tom Taylor and the artist John Timms. Huh. Well, me being a very big comic book fan and growing up on this, I like to definitely see us out there. I like to see new characters that are gay, old characters that have finally come out. Like, I don't know if anybody is like a big X-Men fan, but um Iceman is. I love his whole love interest in the new comic book series. But this whole thing with Superman, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I don't know how to really feel about it. I don't agree with it. I guess you could say I'm on a fence because if anybody knows the love story between Kal El, Superman, Clark. And Lois Lane, like, that love story is something that you want in real life. Like, that man loves that woman. So to see him becoming by and turning up the story and giving him a new flair, sometimes it's not always good to, t- to touch a classic. It's other characters that can be, who definitely should be mainstream, like Superman, that you could have played with, you know, this element with like Shazam Shazam is really popping after his movie so this would have been a perfect time to bring him really out in a full light and him especially him being a kid and finally becoming more into a a teenager this would have been really awesome to play with but we'll see how the fans fully feel but I'm really straddling the fence of 
this whole bisexual thing. A big or huge comic book fan. Uh, But I did used to read a lot of comic books when I was a kid. Um, I definitely 100% agree with Jay Fats. Um, I feel like it's a classic. So I do agree that some things that are good as it is should be left untouched. I'm sorry. So I don't know. I feel like it's another character that could have had this element be, um, I guess, used or, you know, to give their character flair, as JFAS said. Um, So I don't know. I, I guess it's interesting to hear about a Marvel character that is bisexual, especially because you don't really hear about a big um, comic book hero or superhero in general that is anything other than straight. So I do want to give them props for that, but you know, maybe in the way that they executed, it could have been more cleaner and maybe choosing a different character or, you know, not, it just, it just feels a little bit forced. Like, Hey, the world is on the LGBTQ wave right now. Let's take our biggest character or let's take a character that already has a likeliness and just make them more likable. It feels kind of like they did that kind of thing. And it's just like, just because somebody is an ally or LGBTQ and you make the character, that doesn't mean that the character is going to be likable if it's not genuine, you know, so I don't know. I don't think that they really thought it through completely, but I guess we'll see how it goes. So, I agree with both of y'all. Everything. I don't feel like everything has to have an LGBT element to it. You know, like I feel like LGBT people can enjoy something without y'all making somebody gay. And I'm going to leave it at that. But, yeah. So, next up, Dave Chappelle is being criticized again for cracking transphobic jokes in his latest Netflix comedy special. The National Black Justice Coalition, a civil rights activist group, issued a statement Wednesday urging the streaming services to pull the special titled the closer netflix has suspended a transgender employee after the employee criticized netflix decision to release comedian dave Chappelle's special the closer this one is it's hard to give an opinion in this situation because you're going to get backlash regardless but this is no see no shade so it's rather be it is what it is. It's okay for the LGBT plus community for us to sit here, make jokes, make comments, and do the things that we do towards straight people, heterosexuals, and it's okay. But if they make a joke or 
make certain comments, not seeing her saying if they're derogatory, but just making jokes in general or just non-really hurtful comments, in my opinion, but that's how I feel. It should be okay, and you can laugh it off and continue on because you're not truly hurting someone. You're not spewing hate and telling someone to do physical harm or trying to put negative information out into the world. So that's truly how my opinion is on it. And I just wish we can come back to a point, oh, excuse me, a point where it's okay to voice your opinion in a respectable manner or even in a joking way for it not to always be taken as harm. It's like, okay, well, if you see something like that, well, this is how it can be looked at in this way and make it more as a teachable lesson than trying to cancel or completely get rid of somebody who's been here and paved the way for half of you that are trying to get where this person is. I I can see um, what you're saying, JFAX. And there are several points that you said that I agree with. I do think that the bigger problem with you know the lgbtq plus community and people who maybe allies or just people in general who don't even identify themselves as an ally or a part of the community is uh, people just don't really understand and even seeing Dave Chappelle's special and hearing what he has to say, I do agree that, you know, because there has never, there has always been a mindset or a society standard around the LGBTQ plus community that has been something to frown upon or look upon with shame or you know, be disgusted by these type of people or anybody who identifies themselves in this umbrella or, you know, you see somebody and they may not say it, but you know that they're a part of their, like, it, it's just always have been that society standard. So now that the world is becoming less inclusive and more open-minded, is it's harder for, or it's more delayed for the conversation to truly take that shift as well, even though the culture is shifting it. And I think that, you know, the shift in the culture is one thing, but without the true understanding and the communication and, you know, the language behind it, people just are, it's easy for them to remain ignorant. It's easy for them to think what they believe is correct when they don't know anything else to believe or have never had anything else to place there and I don't know if you can blame them those people 100% because I mean I don't know how prepared do I don't I don't really know how to get out what I'm saying but it's I don't know. It's it's always been a conversation of hate and disgust towards, you know, our community and people who identify in this umbrella. So when people are trying to make a change or just seeing that the world is 
trying to take a change in that conversation is just, I don't know, I guess it's, it's harder for some people to see it or acknowledge it, even though they know it. And I don't know, but as far as comedy, I think that a joke, jokes can be said, like Jay Fast said, we have, we say a lot of jokes about people who are heterosexual and whatnot, but I think that is, it is a lot of sensitivity around things where people are like, hey, you can't say that about gay people or anybody in this community because it's offensive. Yes, offensive is one thing and discriminative or, you know, as well as being racist, but I don't know. It's just, it's such a thin line, you know? I mean, I have conversations with my friends where they'd be like, man, shut your gay ass up or whatever, but I don't take offense to it just because we able to joke. And I know that it's no disrespect because they understand and they know who I am for them to even say that to me. And I'm happy that they can say that to me because you know who I am. So I don't know. It's just, it's a lot, a lot of conversation that needs to be had. And I am actually happy that the girl who works at Netflix actually took a stand to acknowledge this conversation and stand up for her beliefs, because I do think it's right for her to say that, especially being trans and working for this company who is releasing this document documentary. So I don't know. I just had a lot to say because it is a lot to say. So I'm going to just stop right there. I think both of you guys said it very well. Um, I'm not transgender, so I can't tell anybody what not to be offended by um, trans people. Like I know a lot of the times transgender feel transgender people feel like their voices are becoming or their voices are unheard even in the LGBTQ community. So I don't even want to say anything that would diminish how they're feeling or like disregard their feelings because their feelings matter. And a lot of people like to talk about trans people, but not talk to trans people, give trans people the mic to tell their stories. If anything could come of that, um, with all the negative, I'm glad that the transgender community is using their voice and standing up against something that they don't agree with and that they think is wrong. And I think that is super radical. It's unfortunate that it takes a situation like this for their voices to be heard. But I just encourage transgender people to continue to use your voice because you are powerful and people hear you and people are hearing you. And hopefully culture shifts and people educate themselves and not choose ignorance. I definitely have to agree with you on that one. I, I definitely can see that and I definitely agree. Yes. So... Child, these, these, this next one is another controversial topic. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets announced Tuesday that Kyrie Irving will not play for the team until he is vaccinated or the city's vaccine mandate is lifted. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So basically, the Brooklyn Nets is saying Kyrie Irving can't play until he gets vaccinated, which me personally, uh, I think that's wrong. 
here's why. It's, it's your choice what you choose to do with your body. And if his, whatever reasons he's choosing not to do it, that shouldn't affect his livelihood. And I think that is wrong of the Brooklynets to do and the NBA to do to him. I It just don't feel right to me. What y'all think? Um, I actually agree. I feel like it's wrong to police somebody's body because they made a choice and to say, okay, well, because you made this choice, this can't happen. Um, I get that actions have consequences, but to give me a choice and I choose what I prefer and for it to be, you know, something that could possibly end my career, not, not to go to that extreme, I could be extra, but you know, he's not able to play. This is his career. So I don't know, maybe think about it. Maybe they need to think of different alternatives, especially with him being a star player, you know, so it is also the likelihood of their team that they are actually, you know, putting up, you know, for grabs, so to speak. So I think maybe like just give him testings every week or something to make sure he's not testing positive if he's around this many people or you know think think it through because if you're going to say you have to be vaccinated then what about the options for the ones who aren't you know you still have to make it plausible so I think that they just took every every opportunity or every every sprinkle of it can happen or possibility away when they say you just you can't play period like what is that? So I don't know. It's it's interesting to see definitely how they would treat someone who is making them a lot of money. But hey, I mean, it is entertainment. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a touchy subject. And <clears throat> me being somebody that is vaccinated, that was my choice. And it's my choice to go ahead and get the booster shot. It's my choice if I want to sit here and do whatever. And when you start dictating what someone and someone can't do and can do, that's where we start to have an issue. I don't agree with what is going on. Just like Uncle Bree said, you like if this man chooses not to get vaccinated, let that man. Let this man have that choice. There's a whole bunch of people in the world. Are we going to start forcing Amish people and people who have religious rights not, I mean, to start getting vaccinated? I mean, these people choose not to get vaccinated. That is their choice. So in that case, for them, especially someone of his stature, to go ahead and pay for testing. Everywhere you go, you have to get tested at least a week or two before games, before practice. You got to, you know, let him do that and pay out of his pocket. That's how you hit him. But you can't make this man stop making money for y'all. He's one of your star players. So why would you do that? And then even like going into where it's this point at the hospitals, that's a different situation because you are, excuse me, working around people who have this actual virus. So you got to make sure you're protected. So like, to me, that's a different situation. 
but coming here into this basketball, he he doesn't have to be around these people. He can stay to himself, or he'll only come to practice once he's been tested. You know, it's very hard, and we we gotta watch this government, and we gotta make sure that certain rights are being able to be stand up stood up for, and that's just something that definitely needs to be stood stood up for because you cannot force somebody to do something with their body that they do not feel comfortable doing yet. Just with the whole situation, like the need during the national anthem, it all starts to become the same. Y'all said it perfectly. I feel the same way y'all do. So, Black China, or excuse me, Tokyo Tony's daughter is not playing when it comes to protecting herself against the coronavirus. The big booty model was recently filmed going all the way off in Miami International Airport, apparently because a fan who wanted to snap a pic but wasn't vaccinated. Let me um play a little bit of Black China. I think she said, get vaccinated, you stupid hoe. <laughs> I don't know if wow, she was talking but... to Kyrie Irving, but she was pissed. <gasps> wow. <laughs> it's the, oh my God, for me. <laughs> Why? Like, damn, Black China. Mm. What time was this? It was in the morning. Cause... I don't know when it was. Miss Mamas was hungry. Okay, she just needed a Snickers. Cause what was she? What was the <laughs> point? What was the point? What was you doing? I just like you know, did she have that energy for Nicki Minaj when she made those tweets? Uh <sighs> what tweet about her cousin's testicles? Oh yeah. Uh, was she like, you dumb bitch, get vaccinated? <laughs> it's she was happy to be outside, honestly, truly. That coke was hitting hard that day. <laughs> so I need to know how does she know that the person who was trying to take a picture with her was not vaccinated? She asked that bitch that. I'm guessing. But, you didn't have to go that hard, and you could have just said, "Ma'am, if you're not gonna have on a mask, can you please step, you know, a little further away? We can take a selfie like that." But I, I just don't feel comfortable like that. And if the girl would have went off or said something smart take off on the bitch go go right ahead but that wasn't like right for you to do that young lady like that you could have had that in a better way more respectable way and just left it like that i understand you got a kid or kids at home and you gotta be good for them too and you gotta make money but that wasn't cool not, not at all and you're not even that big you can't even rap for real but <laughs> ah! 
Do it like it's your B-Day. Baby. Baby. Black China girl. That was a whole hot ass mess. Um, But there was one more hot topic that just happened. So, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. She came she just did a song with um jesse nelson formerly of little mix and i will say the song is a bop it's cute um i don't know if that's an unpopular opinion but i feel like nikki eight i don't really care for the whole song like that but it's a song that could get stuck in your head after you hear it a whole bunch of time and nikki definitely flowed on there and she was scheming i love when nikki raps but I don't like when Nikki causes problems for herself and involved herself in things that had nothing to do with her. So basically, Nikki went on live with Jesse to talk about their new song. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding Jesse right now because one of her former group mates apparently hit up an influence influencer to talk about her doing black fishing and her being a black fish and her blocking them and her being a horrible person and nikki got word of this and she basically cussed this young woman out and the young woman is black and she has expressed uh that it's tough for her being in this group and having white fans and all of this stuff being in little mix and i'm trying to not miss anything but basically she cussed her out and now the people are angry with miss mickey minaj so where do we begin where do we end where do we find the middle so beginning the girl i'm not gonna lie i didn't even recognize her because i'm not really a too much of a little mixed fan. I, I do think they can sing, um, especially compared to some of their other counterparts uh, who were out there, except for one of them out the group can really sing. Um, Fifth Harmony, there they go. Um, I really don't like the fact that she gives the aesthetic of a Black woman. Like, I, I don't understand why you have to give this aesthetic to do our music at first it was just doing our music now it's giving our aesthetic and our music like it's nothing wrong to pay tribute to us and we respect it and it sucks that our own majority of our own people can't get on with how we look but you can look like us and get all this publicity and all this shit but someone who looks exactly like you but who is a part of the culture can't even get on and that's really fucked up and you have this black girl who was in the group with you and she gets cussed out by somebody she may have looked up to and she worked with before because of the fact is she's telling you it's it's not cool she doesn't agree with it and it's not 
and you just, you're just sitting here defending her and the way that you handle it was fucking disrespectful as fuck. Come at somebody else who got some real balls because you ain't had these balls when Remy came for you. But you're going to go and attack this girl right here who's not as cutthroat as a woman like her. The calibers are different. You go after people who you think is weak and these tough people, another person, Cardi B, you didn't have the same energy. So certain things you just handle professionally and certain things you handle like you in the street. In this situation, you shouldn't have handled it like you was in the street. When this girl's giving her opinion and telling you how it is black fiction, it is fucked up that she's a girl who has talent just as well and a pretty girl, but can't get the same love because she's being blocked by a woman who is not her actual ethnicity and she's getting all this fame and on top of that you got a fucking bad boys beat man get, get, you can't tell me this shit is not set up and rigged it, it's fucked up and, and that's all I'm gonna say because I know this is get, can get real messy and a lot of black backlash but I don't really give a fuck we're gonna speak the truth on this situation because it's bullshit the smoke is going people i mean i honestly feel the exact same being a black woman um and identifying is that i definitely feel bamboozled by this little mama little sis girl um i have never heard of the group but to hear that there is a <clears throat> full-blown, you know, black woman, black girl on or in the group who is feeling away about a Caucasian girl who is, you know, black fishing and using her race as a costume and her culture is definitely a conversation that's needed. And so if she feels entitled to speak up about it because, you know, she, she's black every day, then I feel like what she says should matter and that it should be, you know, taken highly considering the skin color that she can't just wash off with makeup remover, you know, or has to re-up at the sun tanning booth on. Like she, she wakes up and looks like this every single day of her life with no extras needed for that. So to hear that Miss Nikki Mirage has so much to say to this girl who isn't even a woman, who is a young woman, who is still a little mama, is really disrespectful. Like Jay Fast said, and it's very, it's very big and it's, it's really, I don't know, it's identifying to your character. It shows that you are really small minded and you are a small person and that you are a bully. You're bullying a child, basically, and you are a grown woman. And like JFAS said, you didn't have this energy for grown women. You have this energy for a child, for someone who is not able to hold her weight in a articulate battle with you like that. And you're not even being articulate. You're just being goofy. You being dumb. Like you just throwing shots at her for what because she's she messing with your money right now because you got a you got a single you you on a remix you want to bop with this girl whatever it is I really don't know and then you're doing a bad boys beat and you know that this girl is 
who she is when you go swimming with her. You know, she don't look like this before and after you take that dive. So it's just like, how could you come at a girl who is literally this 365 who is expressing that she feels a way being who she is 365 in a group, in a surrounding, in an environment where she is trying to make her career and make money and, and be herself authentically in this world. Like she isn't already herself. So Miss Nikki, I, I already felt ways about you and your behavior. You are talented when it comes to you and your art, but when it comes to you in the real world and, and just coming at another woman or a black girl, you are not empowering. You are very disempowering and it's disgusting. And I honestly don't care about what smoke is going to come from this, but that's a child. And it's just, is ruthless for what you should be coming at this whoever willie nelson girl parents if that's the case <laughs> but whatever still be cool with willie wonka whatever you want to do i actually seen little mix live when i um saw ariana grande live they um uh, opened up for her and I was like, who the fuck is these little girls? And this little girl turned around to me. She was like, it's Little Mix, bitch. I swear. No! Because <laughs> oh! I was sitting there like, who the fuck is these bitches? It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> but Jesse, girl, yes, she is doing a little um, black fishing. She is perpetuating black stereotypes as aesthetic and all of this shit has been done before so many of these white girls put on these long ass nails and extensions and pretend like they're from the hood and deceive people to make them think that they're black when they're not and black people can't do the same it's disturbing and something else that's really disturbing about the situation is when nikki was going through it with cardi um just to go back to 2018 when Nicki Minaj works with Little Mix, uh, Cardi B had came out and said that Little Mix asked her to be on the song first. And then Nicki Minaj was like super offended. And the group members, the black girl actually of Little Mix came out on her Instagram in support. And they was all saying that, um, it wasn't true and they wanted Nicki Minaj on there first and I guess the the black girl in Little Mix was really rallying to get collaborate with Nicki so I just feel like knowing that that's even more fucked up because mm -hmm. she looked up to you and here you are shitting on her on your platform of millions and with all your brutal fans to attack her for her simply speaking her truth something that she acknowledged to her personally before and for you to be a black woman and not understand that it's like what are you not understanding every time you speak these days i'm getting real bird and it's disappointing and it's disgusting you did not have to go off on her like that it was uncalled for it really was baby i don't know if it's the postpartum or what but Nah. Mm -mm. And like Jay Fett said, you didn't have that energy for Remy. You did not come outside for her when she was knocking at your door. 
just saying, shotguns ready, and she she had the smoke, and I don't understand why you couldn't have that same smoke with her. You knew she would really bust that gun, and Miss Cardi B, you need to be worried about that because she already says she ran down on that bitch twice. So that's, ah! that's yes. You need to worry about that because Cardi gonna run up again. Thrice. But that's the end of the tea room. Oof. I hope y'all really enjoyed that. We talked about a lot of different things. And now it's time to cleanse our souls with Mo Health. I'm Awkward Bree, aka Mo Two Cap. And I will be hosting today's segment. So honestly, I don't have much prepared for today. Um, but I do just want to say a few things since retrograde is going on and we're coming out of it. Um, or I guess we're entering a new one. I think I need to check. But um, I just want to say I know a lot of people are experiencing a lot of seasonal depression, um, anxiety, especially with the seasons changing. So just be mindful of how you're feeling um, and make sure that you're taking the time to take care of yourself and doing small things that are truly big things um, in the end to take care of yourself. So whatever it is that you enjoy doing that brings you peace, if you find yourself lacking in this time and getting more distant from doing the things that you love or even talking to your friends or your family, make sure that you stay aware of those things in your behavior and try to find a balance in it all. If you are finding yourself to wanting to be alone more, try to do more activities that involves you getting out the house and being with people. Um, if you if you stress from work and you know you, you don't have a lot of money or your funds are stressed, find something inexpensive to do. Like, you know, go to Dollar Tree, get a little coloring book super cheap two dollars a pack of markers and a coloring book and go to the park or sit on a bench somewhere I don't know you know whatever it is if you're an outside person do that but take a walk you know stay up on your fluids get your water in um you know definitely definitely make sure you're just being cognitive in this time and how you are communicating to others that's the biggest thing that I want to, I guess, speak on and bring your awareness to is how you're communicating. So if you are more of a verbal communicator or nonverbal, um, find yourself switching it up in this time. So nonverbal, try to be more verbal and verbal, try to be more nonverbal. If you need to listen more, take time to stop speaking. And if you need to speak more, take time to listen, but still speak up. So with that being said, I'm Awkward Bree, and that is today's Mo Health segment. So take care of yourselves. Yes. And now we have Tune It Up with Jay Fats. What's up? What's up, everyone? It's your boy Jay Fats. And today I decided to do a review on Lucky Day. 
I am a big fan of R&B, as I have told y'all before. And um, he actually just released his new single. And I really definitely have to say it is a bop. And he used the, what is it? Uh, Music Soul Child uh, beat. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, I can't think of it, but I said I was going to play a little bit of it. But I, I really want us to start being able to get back into R&B. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being in love. We're not going to always sit here and talk about guns, sex, drugs, and the thug life. You know, sometimes it's okay to switch it up. I like those songs, too. Don't get me wrong, so I don't think I'm being a hypocrite. But... <clears throat> Have a little love in your life. Like, it's, it's real talk. It can make the day go so much better. But... I, I definitely love his vocals. I love the arrangement. I love everything about him. And I love that he's coming in. And so many more of the guys that I'm into. I, I'm happy that we're finally past this phase of all these tenors or guys that want to be sopranos. And, and it's all the same style. It's like, oh, come on. Give me something different. Give me some bass. Give me something that makes me just want to drool. Like, some panty droppers. Where where are these men at? Like these women need to get this type of love again. So I hope y'all give him a listen. Um, definitely check out Lucky Day. He is a nice up and coming R and B artist, and I hope he gets all the flowers that he deserves. Um, another song that I definitely wanted to play for y'all here today and just go over. So there is a new TV show about a rap girl group that is going to be on NBC called Queens. It is starring Brandy, Norwood, Eve, um, Notori, um, and I forgot the other girl's name, but they actually released the single for the series. And I definitely have to say, it's kind of a bop. And definitely to hear Brandy rap, that was really dope. I'm not going to lie. That was dope as hell. So um, I'm going to let y'all listen. And y'all tell me what you think. Yeah. 
So yeah, as you can see, I, I love real rap. I love girls that can really spit. I love men that can spit. I just love our culture so fucking much. But I definitely hope y'all give them to a good listen. This is your boy Jay Fats, and tune it up. Yes, um, I enjoyed that a lot. That song sounded fantastic. So I'm gonna check that out. And the first song you played sounded really good. Uh, for my segment this week, Bars in the Booth, I wanted to cover URL's card for Super Fight. And I just wanted to talk about Coffee and Miss Hustle. So the battle was entertaining, to say the least. Um... It started with, okay, just some backstory. I was watching Caffeine. I sat through the whole card, and I was really excited to see Miss Hustle versus Coffee because I'm a huge battle rap fan, especially female battle rap. I've been watching Queen of the Rings since its inception. Like, I'm such a huge fan of it. So I knew that this battle would be a classic, and I was so excited to find out that URL finally put some female headliners on their card so i was tuned in and lord jesus did the mess transpire um miss hustle was late uh nunu nails and jay black was commentating and they was just talking about how they was waiting on the headliner and they were saying that somebody was missing and then next thing you know coffee popped up on the screen and told called hustle a goofy bitch and said she was tired of waiting and maybe 15 minutes later the battle began and they didn't want to do a coin toss and so coffee just ended up going first and her first round was crazy i think she had a um uh some crazy bars in there i can't even get any of the quotables right now but she has some shit in her first and then miss hustle went and miss hustle anybody who knows miss hustle her style is very aggressive and she was getting it first first let me take it back coffee was rapping to the camera she wasn't touching Miss Hustle. So automatically it was kind of awkward because they didn't have a crowd. But it was like poetry and you just could get into every line that Coffee was saying. But when Miss Hustle went, she came with the aggression. She was all in Coffee's face. Coffee was walking back and forth and really trying to get her out of her face. And then Coffee went again, and then Miss Hustle kind of went off to the side. And I don't know if she was sitting down, but it was just weird and awkward. But um, Coffee had a nice second. Then Miss Hustle went again, and she came with the same aggressive style, and she was all in Coffee's face. And Coffee was still walking away, trying to get around her, get away from her. And Miss Hustle cuts her around short and tells her she wants to fight, which is crazy. <laughs> and then Coffee goes again and the stream cuts out. So we didn't get to see, we saw, I guess, half of Coffee's 
third and none of Miss Hustle's third. And I just want to say, like, my honest opinion, that was a hot ass mess. Um, as a fan who was looking forward to that for weeks and weeks and in, on months and months and in, because I feel like they've been promoting for this battle forever and for that to be the outcome, I'm disappointed. And I just wish that it was a classic and it turned out differently. But I'm happy that the females were on top of the card and they, they're making a name for themselves in this male-dominated culture. But I was left disappointed. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like Coffee's Bars was hard. Even Miss Hustle has some lines that I, I thought was hard, too. But the battle was just awkward to me, and it felt like it, there was so much tension there that it almost felt like it just didn't even need to happen. But shout out to Miss Hustle and Coffee because I, I like both of y'all. I think both of y'all are dope. I've been watching Miss Hustle for a long ass time. Um, she was actually the first female battle on Smack versus E Heart, and that is a classic. Miss Hustle has so many legendary classic battles, and Coffee is new, up and coming in culture in the culture, and she's doing her thing and she's making a name a name for herself. And she was just the headliner on Super Fight. So shout out to both of y'all. I just wanted to um, send y'all some positive energy on the situation because at the end of the day, y'all did some historic things for female battle rap, and I hope that this pushes the culture forward and we get more female headliners on male cards. But that brings us to the end of the show. And is there anything I want to leave the people with? It's your boy, Jay Fat. Y'all know where to check me at everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, and y'all definitely know I'm out there. Awkward Bree, a.k.a. Mo2Cap. Uh, you know, to check my Instagram at Awkward Bree, uh, in my business at Awkward Soul, A-W-K-W-E-I-R-D-S-O-L-E, and new music coming very, 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 very soon, so it might be tomorrow, it might be the next day, you know what I'm saying, so keep your eyes and ears open, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Understore Ilwin on all social media is where you can find me. Thank you guys so much for listening. We truly appreciate y'all. And y'all have an amazing weekend. Turn up. Tesla, now she gonna let you
tell me what you like about him You a turned a little thotty, ain't no wife about it I'ma fuck her friends and send her back to Metro housing Yeah. 